your head out of the clouds Get your feet back on the ground Get stuck into pop culture We'd stick around Hello there and welcome to Stick Around The podcast that provides fancy spectacles each week but makes zero sense Blessed be the fruit iPhone 7 Coming this September. <laughs> what? Uh, if you haven't seen uh, The Handmaid's Tale, you won't have got that. But uh, if you have, oh, okay. you might. It's a fruit-based <laughs> fruit, fruit pun. I, I have. I got it. <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Um, we are here for TV shows episode 21. Um, I'm here with uh, James Cable, sat right next to me. Hi, Clive. Alex Wayne, sat over in... South Shields. Hello. No seagulls tonight. Do they? No. Sleep? Yeah, I think seagull. The South Shields seagulls are generally only daytime birds. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm not sure where they nest up. Actually, it would take a pretty bloody big nest for a seagull of that size. Um, I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask around where they go. But yeah, no. Yeah, the, it'd be, it'd be, I'll be interested to know. Let's have an update next time. The only local, the only local wildlife uh, that were at risk of hearing. Is uh, the neighborhood neighborhood cats such as Guinness, the cat that comes into our flat all the time, and possibly the crackheads down the road. <laughs> <laughs> there was a literal crack dealer about three or four down, doors down from me, and um, you hear these cars going down the back alley, and then you'll just hear them beep the horn or shout, "Julie, Julie!" <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be shouting, "Crack, crack!" Do you do you now feel that you have a new understanding of the lives of the people portrayed in The Wire? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've always been, you know, urban, you know, in my... You know, I've come from Stockton <laughs> on Tees of all places, so... Um, but no, yeah, I, I feel like I'm living in, the, you know, in the Bronx, I'm living in, <laughs> you know, Baltimore. I'm uh, in an urban environment for sure now. <laughs> Oh, um, and we've also got two special guests, Josh Keithley. Hello. And <laughs> Paul Hinchcliffe, who's uh, currently in a calzone at Josh's. But oh, I'll, we'll answer, I'll answer on, on his behalf for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, it'll be his first podcast appearance when he actually appears. Um, so we're going to be talking lots of TV. We're going to be talking about um, the new season of Game of Thrones as well as a revelation which we'll save to later Um, (laughs) play those this season let's just say it's a big deal yeah the biggest of big deals the biggest of big deals Um, if you hear lots of banging it's not me beating anyone up it's the washing machine which is currently on spin mode um, and we've also got loads of other TV shows uh, to get going with. Have people been watching loads? Al, you sound like you've been basically just spending your entire time watching TV. <laughs> like 90, based on your... 95% of it. Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, that list I provided you earlier, I could have actually made that longer. You know, that... Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I've, I'm, I'm on holiday doing F all, and uh, I'd have struggled to fit all that in, so I'm impressed. Yeah, good dedication, Alex Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Always, always. You, uh, Cable, watched much um, stuff? I want to say I've not been time. watching as much as usual, but I think I probably have watched quite a lot. Because how long has it been since we've done a TV episode? I feel like it's been a long time. Probably been a month and a half, or at least nearly two was the last Was the last one we did the one where Josh and I reviewed Made in Chelsea? Yes, I think so. Possibly. 
I yeah. think it was, yeah. Yeah, and it was when when we made all of our various uh, Game of Thrones death-related bets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> None of which have come think... to fruition. Oh, <laughs> it, I think that's a spoiler. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I just remember that. Yeah, I don't. And no one else is going to remember which ones you said, so we'll be fine. I can't yeah. actually remember. I can remember, so I'm a little bit relieved, to be honest. Although, yeah, but I don't think, I don't if, think... if I wasn't so relieved, then I would currently be on my way to South Shields to kill you. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I don't think Al can actually remember what we said. So. Um, no, well, I, I remember it wasn't the inconsequential character. You know, we were picking first death, and it, nobody came close. Okay. I'm not even sure of their okay. name, and I'm a huge fan. Put it that way. First, yeah, first death. First <laughs> death. Anyway, first right, significant anyway. death. Anyway, significant Before... death. Oh, relative. Before we talk about Game remember. of Thrones endlessly, yeah, let, let's let's uh, let's get <laughs> let's get on with a pre-Game of Thrones talk, and then we'll we'll finish on a just a sort of Game of Thrones explosion. Uh, well, <laughs> more of an arrow. I don't know what do they do on Game of Thrones. Yeah, explosion. What's that, what's was, explosion fire? was a good one, Clive. Explosion. Okay, what's that fire called? Wildfire. Yeah, an ex- and a, a Game of Thrones wildfire. So it'll be all good <laughs> green and shit. <laughs> Decent tins. <laughs> Um, let's start. Let's go to Josh first. Okay. What have you got for us? Well, I've recently started watching uh, series one of Fortitude, which I have actually had on on DVD for some time. I missed it when it was on telly. Um, I bought this. I bought series one on DVD just as series two was starting on Sky. And I know someone who has watched it, and he really likes it. And I thought it looked quite interesting, a bit different, because obviously it's set in sort of like. Uh, an island called Fortitude, which is a Norwegian territory in the Antarctic or Arctic. Make your choice. It's the one where polar bears live. They're all the same. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a cold place, put it that way. A cold place, yeah, but yeah. I thought, you know, a little bit of a different setting from normal. Um, it's got Michael Gambon in, aka Dumbledore. Uh, his role in Fortitude is pretty far removed from the role of Dumbledore, which is quite funny, actually, you know, when he's sort of like, because he's an alcoholic who's dying and he just spends all his time drinking and swearing and telling people <laughs> to get the fuck out of his house and um, <laughs> all things like that, which is fairly amusing when you've only really seen him on Harry Potter. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, I am only about halfway through so far. I know that you said it, you found it difficult to get into, um, Alex Wayne, uh, before we started recording, but um, I, I do think it's really good. Um, it is a bit of like a, a crime drama, who who done it sort of thing. Uh, the main talking point for me so far is that the last episode that I watched includes the most gruesome thing that I've ever seen on telly. <laughs> Oh, wow. And, I mean, obviously that's like a big claim to make, but it is the most gruesome thing that I've ever seen. Um, oh. Did you say it's the most intense thing? No. Gru- it's, it's, Just pretty, it's also pretty intense, but gruesome is the most accurate word that I can think of. To so I think I, said last, I think I said last time that something I saw on um, How Many Men's Tale was the most intense thing I'd ever seen. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not really intense. Well, it is intense, but it's really, really gruesome. Like, Francesca covered her eyes, her ears, and, like, turned her back on the telly uh, for, the, <laughs> for the duration of the time it was on. And I was talking about it today, and she was like, no, shut up, shut up. I've only just got that, <laughs> I've only just got that out of my mind 24 hours later. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it left a bit of a scar on her, but, yeah, it was pretty grim. 
okay. I won't go into any details because you know I'm going to try and entice Alex Wayne back into watching it again. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, what well, this isn't? What this, was this on, Josh? Fortitude series one episode. Seven, what, sorry, what maybe? was it? Sky, Sky like, what's its Sky, show on? Is Sky, it Sky? Sky oh, well, yeah, it was broadcast oh, okay. on Sky Atlantic in this country. Right, okay. I think it's actually... But is it an American show? No, I think it's Icelandic. No, 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 no. It's it's a British show. Um, it's a, oh, it's right. what, Made think, in it, partnership with Icelandic productions. Well, probably, yeah. I think it was Sky's yeah, okay. first original Sky Atlantic drama. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty certain it was theirs exclusive. Well, they made it originally, anyway. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, there were quite a few British characters in it. Um, I would say that Michael Gambon is probably the most well known, followed by well, either followed by or equally or more famous Stanley Tucci, who I I don't think I can't remember seeing him in anything. But Francesca says he's one of her favourite actors. So really, and I, must... ha- I have, I have, I mean, I might have. But I just can't bring anything to mind. I know his name, you know, like uh, I recognise his name, and I know that it's, you know, I know that he's a famous man. But I can't think of anything that I've seen him in. Okay, have you seen the Hunger Games films at all? No. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's the main one I can think of. Um, okay, that's probably why she likes him then. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm just looking at him now. Yeah, yeah. I know him from the Hunger Games. <laughs> He's got an incredible smile. Um, yeah, he's really good in Fortitude, and Michael Gambon is really good. There's um, there's a lot of really intense characters, like quite weird characters, which I suppose is probably quite realistic because of the nature of the place where they live, just sort of like trapped in the middle of nowhere um, on an island where there's more polar bears than humans. So that probably does sort of like make you go a bit intense. Um, so yeah, I, I I think I think it's good. I mean, um, I've had it I've had it on DVD for a long time, and I've kind of like kept on putting off watching it because I wasn't so sure about it. But I've really enjoyed it so far, and I think it's probably something that I do wish that I'd watched um, watched previously. And yeah, I mean, this scene this scene yesterday was something else for definite. You know, like. In my in my opinion, it like bypasses anything that's been on um, Game of Thrones or anything like that, and yeah, oh, wow, really, really quite grim. So you know, I mean, I think it's on about maybe episode seven, and there are twelve episodes in total. So okay, right, yeah, uh, all right, interesting, cool, yeah, it does sound intriguing. I like a good crime drama. I might have to give it another go. I think I watched the first two episodes and. Um, I think I don't remember thinking they were bad. I think I might have even enjoyed them, but I, I just wasn't into it. And as you'll be able to tell from later in this episode, I watch so much television. If it doesn't <laughs> grip me so early on, you know, I might not give it a chance. Yeah. But but there's plenty of examples of shows that I've gone back to, which I really enjoyed. Um, it's not a drama, but I remember really not getting Archer to start with, but now it's one of my favourite uh, cartoon comedies. Um, yeah. I mean, as Cable knows... As Cable knows, I watched the first episode of Game of Thrones and didn't watch any of the rest of them for, I don't know, probably a year, wasn't it, Cable? Yeah, I stopped watching it partway through season two for a while and then came back to it. I had a weekend of watching a season and a half of Game of Thrones (laughs) and drinking lots of coffee. Yeah, I can can remember there was an episode of... um, (laughs) 
there was an episode, there was an article on Vice and it was a woman who'd watched series one to series four all in one go. <laughs> and she wrote about the experience of watching all of those episodes just one after the other without a break. And <laughs> it sounds like hell. That does sound like hell. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a roller coaster for her. So, okay, cool. Right, we'll move it on to... Um, let's go to Al. What have you got for us? Right, okay, so I'm going to... Well, we're kind of, I'm kind of going to repeat ourselves here. So I'm going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale, uh, which is previously reviewed, at least in part, by uh, Cable. Um, the reason I'm going to review it is because I hadn't seen a single second of it at that point. I'd just heard about how good it was. and I've... I think I'd only watched a couple of episodes at that point. All right, okay, good. So, so we can we can review it as a whole anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyone who doesn't know about it, it's um, I believe it's a Hulu original. Or it was shown in on Channel Four in this country, um, based on the novel by Margaret Atwood. It's a post-apocalyptic tale about a shall we call them a religious cult or at least a religious you know fundamentalist yeah. group of Christian totalitarian regime. Regime who have taken over America. They've renamed it Gilead, and um, they've made sex slaves or. Um, out of all the women who can still produce babies, because uh, I mean, part of the reason it seems for the breakdown of this uh, society is that nobody is producing children anymore. Uh, the main character is called Offred, uh, who is played by the absolutely outstanding Elizabeth Moss, who I disappointingly found out was a Scientologist this week. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, um, yeah, really put a down on it, considering I, I I'm going to say this regardless. I think she's probably the best act- actress working in TV, if not in general at the minute. Yeah, she's great. Incredible. Um, but yeah, that was disappointing. It's Pe- Peggy on Mad Men. Peggy in Mad yeah. Men, yeah. Um, she's par- in a new thing as well, isn't she? Top, yeah, that, top, top of the lake. Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, absolutely outstanding in this. Um, I said I won't, I, won't give, I won't go over it anymore because Cable did on the last episode, but um, I just wanted to say how incredible I thought this was, and I think it is comfortably the best thing on TV well it certainly was the best thing on TV um, I mean the thing that really stood out to me was the cinematography uh, and by that I mean just, just how utterly drenched in you know colour or you know distinctive palette and incredible lighting every single shot in it was it felt like somebody had been painting or manipulating literally every single frame um, I mean the use of lighting kind of the opulence it created inside the house where Offred is, you know, a slave basically. Um, he's kind of it was, it, it made me kind of jealous of you know the opulence, but also disgusted by it at the same time, which I imagine was the intention. Um, incredibly shot, as I said. The pop culture soundtrack as well was just used superbly, often in contrast with flashbacks or out of context with the violence. Um, and I felt, I mean, that that's a common technique. But I thought it was done better here than I've ever seen seen it being done, and the performances, as especially Elizabeth Moss, but also uh, Joseph Fiennes and Yvonne Strahovski, I believe that's how you pronounce it, as Commander Fred Waterford and Serena Waterford, um, incredible. Just the cruelty of these people, the kind of the restrained cruelty, shall we put it? Um, yeah, I was hooked to every single episode and. I mean, the horror that can be intention, which you can literally hack at the air with. Unmatched by Game of Thrones, unmatched by Fargo, unmatched by everything else I've seen so far this year. Um, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, Cable. 
I yeah, I pretty much agree with you, Al. Like I, like I said um, earlier and last time, the, there was this bit right near the start, which no, it was the first episode. I think it was just ri- ridiculously intense, and I was like, at the end, I was like, Jesus, this, that was the most intense thing I've ever watched. And um, I don't think it it was quite the same. It was it was obviously very intense, but I don't think it was quite that impact every episode. But it was, it yeah, it was just it was really like, I think um, one of the things which got me was like the small like the small victories that the women had like as you went through and at the end particularly um and how it sort of left it and i think there's well there's gonna be a season two isn't there um yeah uh i'm not um i'm not yeah. i'm not even sure how i feel about that you know they won't have a source material to go on no and well i don't know i don't know how closely it followed the books i've not read the book i, I assume it did it ended differently i don't, I don't know um um I, I, mm. As far as I'm aware, it ended in a very similar fashion. Oh, did it? Okay. I I think they definitely took liberties, but... um... Because I assumed they left it open for a season two, but obviously the book might have been different. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what I worry about is that it could perhaps do what... I mean, I maybe should save this for later, but what Game of Thrones might have done this season, (laughs) where it's completely left behind the source material and perhaps perhaps lose a little bit of the magic. We'll see. Um, anyway, I the magic's coming back. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, this this <laughs> for me. This is the outstanding piece of television of the uh, um, perhaps you know of the last ten years. Um, yeah, like incredible. Big it claim. reminded me a lot. Reminded me a lot of the film Children of Men as well. Um, I don't know if anyone else has seen that. I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that well, it's been a while, but I enjoy kind of almost more realistic dystopian future. And um, mm. certainly with neo-Nazis on the march in real life, you know, it doesn't seem that that far-fetched. No. And I think I think I said this last time, but I think someone told me that all of the various things which happened to the women, obviously not in the same way, in exactly the same way, but all of the situations have happened in history or even now in different parts of the world. So it's... But not now, but when it was written. Yeah. Um, possibly still happening now. Um <clears throat> So while it's not obviously based on something which is, it's not it's a fictional story. It's based on things which have happened, which is very scary. Um, I think I think this. I'd, I'd like to point out as well, and the performance of Anne Dowd as Aunt Lydia uh, is also superb. I can't believe I didn't mention that yeah. before. She's um, she's got to be one of the best character actors working. She was also in The Leftovers, uh, which is also superb. In um, just. The way she manages to be totally bought into that ideology, uh, so cruel hmm. cruelty to, I think the character feels like she's being cruel to be kind, while she's propping yeah. propping up this system which, you know, has has this kind of weird kind of class to it, and um, this weird kind of sense of dignity while being horrific, um, which is something you know we see all the time nowadays. People kind of dressing up awful actions um mm. as something different um what were you going to say sorry clive before it... um i was just going to say that this is one that i really really want to watch i'm just, yeah I, I was particularly intrigued because it was based on a book and it seemed to like start and end with the book yeah so i just read i just read that it does end very similar to the book so yeah so that okay that makes me want to watch it yeah. but i am like you well a little but bit disappointed one of the, one of the things i one of the things i didn't i don't think you were meant to know but one of the things i didn't no, or I didn't quite get was why I didn't really explain why um, women were becoming infertile. 
I assume it was based on some kind of nuclear event or like war or something, or whether it was just na- nature or I don't know. I don't know if that's explained in the book. Um, but. I'm not sure. Uh, and like you, I'm. I mean, I got the impression it was from some kind of environmental thing. Um, yeah. Certainly, they, they keep talking about you know if you're not going to be a handmaid, you'll be sent off to you know the cleanup wherever that is. Um, yeah. But anyway, I'm perfectly happy for them to leave that you know in the dark. Sometimes you, you get these shows or you know films that just you know use so much exposition to get you to a certain point. It becomes yeah. boring. Sometimes I'm just happy to be there. I don't need yeah, the setup yeah, every agree. time. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it's like the road, isn't it? You have no idea how. Yeah, you don't need you don't need like to that, know. But you don't the, need to know. The yeah. narrative of, is strong enough. So it's the destination, mm-hmm. not the journey. Yeah, although it, it's it's not <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's not, not it's, it's not on a cliched poster, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's still the journey. It's just the journey. You're just looking at the journey at that time rather than yeah, all the stuff before, just, after, and <laughs> at I'm just same making time. a sound, a crappy soundbite. <laughs> um, what you were saying about how it, it, it you're worried about it diverging from the book if it you know in season two. Um, obviously there is that, but I think there's a lot. I think there's still a lot they can do and a lot they can go. Where play, a lot of places they can go with it. Oh, definitely, um, definitely. Because there's a lot of things I thought might happen, which they never, it never got that far. But it was still amazing. But that's, yeah, I, I definitely think there's a lot more they can do with it, and I hope. Well, I'm sure it'll be good. But I mean, the thing is, that's kind of the problem with the move away from the source material, though, isn't it? Because probably in series two, questions like why all the women are infertile will yeah. be answered, which Maybe. potentially could spoil it a bit. You know, like if you think of, you know, like making the reference back to Game of Thrones again. There's quite a lot of conclusions or you know things like people, you know people turning up and things like that and it's sort of like to an extent feels that it's just happening for the sake of it happening yeah and not really adding anything to the story so there is sort of like i mean i've not seen any of it but it does sound really intriguing you know just sound something that like i would actually quite fancy watching yeah but i think sometimes like the fact that it's been successful can count against it because now they're going to make a series two without the source material to go on so maybe it will be equally as good or better but potentially Mm -hmm. it could be worse yeah because i'm just sort of like trying to make a story and you know i mean mark don't do a very good job of it margaret atwood is involved in the production Uh, i don't know you know how much she's writing it but she is a producer on it so i would like to think yeah yeah but then but then at the same time george George rr martin (laughs) is part of game of thrones isn't he uh well not anymore he's not and perhaps that's a problem but um Mm. anyway Mm. we'll talk about that later yeah yeah i I would like it if they would which they don't seem to be able to do is do a one season tv show and then do a different thing rather well every time something's good they just seem to carry it on yeah like say as an example war and peace which i don't know if cable has ever reviewed that before but the bbc adaptation of that was great and really popular you know pretty much perfect sunday evening telly in my opinion so they could have said oh yeah why don't we make war and peace 2 yeah, you know? but they didn't. But they didn't. Yeah, and it's the same thing, you know, they don't have the source material to go off. They've, well, I mean, they probably haven't used it off from War and Peace the first time around. They could probably have cobbled something together and, you yeah. know, made something yeah. new. It's like, you know, The Musketeers, when that was on the BBC, the first series of that was great, but it quite quickly went downhill. 
Yeah, and yeah. it's sort of it like, still good. It's sort of like Poldark as well, you know. If it, like if it was left as just one <laughs> series, then it probably it would have been. Really I still like Poldark actually. Yeah, but I mean, even Aidan Turner said that they've stopped. They've run out of ideas of stories in Poldark. <laughs> but so. there's loads of books, aren't there? I've got no idea. I don't know. But yeah. maybe the books run out of ideas. Doesn't mean necessarily. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, I, I just like it. Yeah, like I, I love the first True Detective because that was one thing and that was it. Done. Yeah, I think they're doing a season three yeah. of that, by the way. And yeah. then I wasn't too bothered about that having a second season because at least it was a completely different story. Hopefully they won't make the same mistakes as season two. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, think, I think that's one reason why it's a show I'm not going to talk about, but Fargo, what, why it keeps being a hit. Like I'll just I I'll just say I really Sorry, enjoyed no. season three again. Uh, I'm not sure it was... Alex, much, Alex, but... Alex Wayne misspoke there. He meant to say it continues to be shit. Oh, you're <laughs> Look, why don't you go? And, why don't you go sit in the corner and watch Terminator Three on DVD? <laughs> uh, do you know what? I found Terminator Two on VHS um, at an antiques fair <laughs> recently. It was in this like metal, um, you know, like fake ammunition tin. Right. There was, yeah. oh, wow. there, there was that on VHS. There was something that there was like a there was a, a bonus features VHS, and then like a poster <laughs> and uh, and um, like an instruction book thing in it. Um, and I was I was going to buy it, but uh, I didn't. I'd have had that because it was on. Because it. it was I was going to buy it for you actually, but I didn't. Terminator <laughs> two in an ammunition. But team, I but I didn't but. because it was on VHS. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have watched it. I'd have just had it on. Display. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I regret it, but. So is is Fargo season three good then, Alex? I've not watched it yet. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't think it was as good as number two, but it was it oh, was really good. Oh, that's Here's Okay. Well. Here he comes. Yeah, Hello, Paul. Oh, How are you? He's, he's just popping. He's just topping up the mead, and oh, then he'll be back. Oh, okay, right. right. Well, we'll go. We'll, me and Cable will do our review then, and then we'll go into Game of Thrones. When I've, Paul I've got another one as well, if, oh, okay. a small one, if you wanted to. Do yeah, that yeah, cool. We'll uh, we'll do ours. Ours probably won't be particularly long. Uh, me and Cable have watched uh, Glow. Um, I'm gonna. We've done no prep, so I'm reading this from oh, Wikipedia. Wow. I'm, I'm about to Google it as well. Um, what, what, what a series of pros. <laughs> it's an American comedy drama television series created by Liz Flaheve. That's definitely how I pronounce it. And Carly Mensch. Uh, the series revolves around a fictionalisation of the characters and gimmicks of the 1980s syndicated women's professional wrestling circuit. The gaudy, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Oh, has oh, this got Alison Brie in? Yeah. yeah. Uh, originally created by David McLean. Um, basically, the premise is uh, it's set in the 80s, 85 according to this. Um, Ruth Wilder, who is played by, who did you just say, Josh? Alison Brie. Alison Brie. Um, is a struggling actress who kind of auditions along with um, a load of other women into uh, <laughs> into this. Uh, I'm not saying that. <laughs> you said yeah. that in such a demeaning way. <laughs> it's a feminist triumph, this TV show, Clive. Yeah. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think Clive meant to demean women, but it was. <laughs> I didn't. If, it, if it had been men, I'd have said a load of other men. It was ironic because of. But yeah, how, yeah. Which it was. I'm going to take it as an ironic statement. Um, it was satire. A load of uh, a load of other women who uh, also who are also be, excellent in this TV show. Who want to be on this uh, wrestling show? Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed this. It's like ten episodes long, and it's not got a second season. I hope. I'm pretty sure there was one point where you got bored though. Um, probably like we were watching it and you weren't watching it and Beck turned it off because she got pissed off that you weren't watching it no that was because we'd watched two and Beck wanted to watch a third and I was like this is beyond my <laughs> yeah three this is, is beyond my cra- yeah two yeah, is, is probably they're only half an hour long though. no I think that two is still the optimum number yeah, still, fair enough. it wasn't okay. that I was bored of it I was just like I don't want to watch it anymore <laughs> anyway sorry I carry on carry on later uh, <laughs> 
So yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's funny. Um, the main guy, I don't know what his name is. Have you got this I ready? I can't remember. His, oh, I thought uh, we were going to tag Sa- team it. Sam, was he called? That's not his actor name. No, his That's actual it. name's Mark Moran. Mark Moran. Uh, really good. He he plays the, like, uh, he sort of, I think he directs kind of B-movies, doesn't he? Yeah, he's horror B-movies, yeah. but then he's, give, he's, he's given this job. He's been given this job. He's really funny. Um, <laughs> all the, um, all them women... <laughs> are really good Um, they're all like I don't know they're just all really kind of they're all different but not in a cheesy way I didn't think like quite often it's like oh we'll have the fat one and the and that you know this isn't just with women this is with male cast as well where there's lots of lots of them they tend to kind of put loads of stereotypes and there is a bit of that but I think generally they're all just really interesting and even though the they they, they do fit stereotypes within the actual wrestling thing yeah they do that's that's the whole part of it and that's why it yeah. Like there's one wrestler called Machu Picchu who's just a Peruvian. <laughs> but um, yeah, the characters themselves aren't uh, cliche in any way and they're all interesting and the way they interact together is really good. And I just thought it was, yeah, it's, I, it's I really... Bo- body, pos- body positive feminism. It's body positive feminism. <laughs> so, uh, um, so you know that. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, funny. It, deal- it deals with a lot of like, because it's like a, um, a group of women who are, working on a TV show with this guy director it deals a lot of sort of like um, sexism and stuff in the 80s and it, that's well and the stereotyping and all that type of thing and that's comes across on the the show and it does that really well I think um, I was worried at the start that it was a bit like over the top with that but I think by the end of it yeah I, I thought it did it really I don't, well I think it does it with a it's kind of like doesn't take itself no, seriously it's, it's at sort all. Of, yeah, <laughs> it's like at one around. point there's a, it even manages to get away with, for example, uh, at one point there's two Klu Klux, there's a tag team match between two people dressed up as Klu Klux Klan people against uh, two black women. I, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure about the bit where that woman has that bottle of ketchup and pretends to have a period on the. Um, <laughs> God, <laughs> that crossed the line <laughs> on the uh, the wrestling ring. But it, uh, it was kind of funny, but it was just a bit like, hmm, I'm not sure, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and I thought it was good that they didn't seem to be too worried about crossing a few lines. He, uh, he, he did a lot of lines. The, he, the yeah, guy. The, the guy did a lot of lines. He was good at snotting coke. He might have made James Cable. <laughs> that actually. other guy was good, actually, the uh, producer guy. He was funny. Yeah, the other um, who Has he been on something else? I don't, yeah, he I was don't know. Good. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd definitely recommend it. It's it's funny. It's, uh, it's, it's on uh, Netflix. All the episodes are pretty short, so you know, quite easy to get into. It's not like ridiculously deep or anything. You don't have to, uh, you know. Doesn't need your full. It's a good thing to watch if you're a bit tired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was and good uh, I love the yeah. The, I think the eighties aesthetic was done well. The soundtrack was good. Um, it was all like pretty brightly coloured, and all the wrestling stuff was a bit mental, and yeah, it was just interesting, really good. It's, it's based on a real TV show, isn't it? A and feast for the eyes. And there's a documentary on Netflix about the original cast and TV show and everything, which I think I, um, I know. I know Dave Peeling, um, a normal expert on this show, is also a fan of this. Uh, I might, cool. have, might have to give it a go at some point. Um, if it's half an hour, like it. if it's half an hour long as well, that's absolutely perfect for my commute to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is half an hour I think long. It is. Exactly. I could be, I could How do you commute to work? On the metro, so on the train, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, if I did that while commuting to work, I'd like probably die and also kill other people. Well, Paul's not <laughs> here, so maybe he can talk about what he watches while he commutes to work. I, I just read the. Uh, unfortunately, I just read the Times app. So. Uh, oh. That's about it. <laughs> Jesus. I, I do go on the train. So the culture has arrived. 
Um, right, uh, Cable said he had someone else to talk to about quickly. So Shall we, we'll, we talk about this now? Yeah, we'll go to that, and then okay. we'll, I know Al's got a little I just, I just want to continue my theme of talking about an anime. Um, I, I sort of had this dream that there's at least one person listens to this who um, takes all my anime recoda- recommendations and watches them. Hey, Alex Wayne, I had a dream the other day that I was playing for Liverpool against Middlesbrough. <laughs> what? And I, yeah. And I, Wait, is this I, just I, straight up interrupting me? I walked, yeah, off just... the, I walked off the pitch talking to Ben Gibson about the game, and right. then I invited Ben Gibson to come back to your house, and we were going to go to the cinema. <laughs> what? And, and Ben Gibson agreed. Wow. Well, <laughs> so I, therefore, I am now friends with Ben Gibson. Well, yeah, I mean, he does seem like a nice lad. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think the most far-fetched part of the story is you playing for Liverpool, but um, I've seen you play football. But, uh, but you know... <laughs> what, you mean I'm too good? Yeah, yeah, way too good for that level. You, <laughs> at least play for Real, you know. Uh, can sorry, I, can sorry, I continue sorry, now? Sorry, Cable. <laughs> is that cardinal sin to interrupt Cable? Never interrupt Cable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've... I've, yeah, I basically want to talk about this because um, it's the main thing at the moment which I'm in love with. It's called it's an anime called Made in Abyss, which is nothing to do with Made in Chelsea, and it's nothing like Made in Chelsea. You'd be happy to hear. But basically, the, the story centres around this orphan girl who lives in a town on an island in the middle of a sea, and the city or the town that she lives in uh, surrounds this strange giant hole which goes deep into the earth, which is known as the Abyss. Um, and the abyss harbors harbors these magical artifacts um, and rem- remnants of a civilization from a long time ago, uh, and it's and it's a popular place for people to go. People called cave raiders who go down to recover whatever they can find. But the deeper you go into the abyss, the more you are afflicted by a progressively worse ailment, which is called the cure of the uh, curse of the abyss. Um, where the, basically the deeper you go down, the harder it is to return. And you start feeling sick when you start coming up, and if you go deeper and deeper, you start you know. The illness gets worse and worse, which I think is quite a really well. I think it's a really interesting concept. Um, and the main character is basically it's it's a child, and it's her it's her goal to follow in a mother's footsteps and become the master, the best cave raider, and solve the mysteries of the abyss. And one day, when she's exploring like the, the first layer of the cave, she discovers a robot named Reg who resembles a human boy. And basically, it's just I started watching it. It's just it's it's really really stunning visually. It reminds me of uh, Legends of Zelda, the, the games, and also Ghibli Woo! in terms of its sort of visual stuff. It's um, the, the creatures and the really lush environments, and the music as well is really, really good. Um, and it also reminds me of a couple of other animes, um, Full Metal Alchemist and Hunter x Hunter, um, because it's got children as the main characters who are sort of fighting for their lives and searching for something or someone. But it's also quite dark, like there's some really sort of dark moments and sort of subject matter. Um, and it's just really, I don't know, it's just really, really, it's really good. And it's really, I like that sort of contrast. And yeah, I was just, it's my sort of anime pick of the summer and possibly the year, really, because it's just, as soon as I watched it, I thought, this is absolutely amazing. And I was hooked. Um, yeah, you, you were talking to me, to me about this the other day. Yeah, it sounds I think you'd like it, Clive. Sounds um, good. Yeah. Do like hmm. a bit of a anime. Um, right, we're going to go to, before we go into our Game of Thrones orgy. <laughs> uh, Al's going to talk about a show that uh, funnily enough my little brother uh, recommended to me yesterday I say little brother he's now as tall as me which yeah. is slightly depressing as he's 15 <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, yeah Al do you want to go ahead and reveal it sure um, 
I, I don't think we've talked about this before, and I'm not going to go into any great depth. Um, I don't just, think we have. Just, no. just my hearty recommendation behind Rick and Morty, which I know everybody loves, um, or at least seems that way. Uh, just about the funniest thing on TV at the minute. Um, anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's a adult animated kind of sci-fi sitcom. Um, basically, uh, it started off as a Back to the Future parody. And it's kind of a grunt grown from there. There's the mad scientist, gra- mad scientist granddad, who, who has a portal gun who can travel between s- uh, space and time. And he drags along his uh, rather, you know, meek, uh, you know, demure grandson Morty with him. Um, I think because because they can cross time and space, it just gives them unlimited imagination about what they can do with the with the plot and the jokes, uh, which are increasingly. Um, either on the line or, you know, creeping over it, but in a great way. Um, consistently hilarious. Um, always, you know, original. Um, you know, it verges between being extremely intelligent and then just outrageously stupid, but in, again, in a great way. Um, I love it. I mean, um, you can't really spoil a, a comedy like this, but um, there's a, a scene in the first episode of this newest season um, where the character Rick basically says about how much he loves a specific McDonald's sauce back from 1998 <laughs> uh, from a, she- a kind of a Shetson sauce that was released uh, to tie in with Mulan. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the uh, McDonald's actually went out of their way and they created this sauce back for the, for the writers again. Um, and it was released in a special batch, some of which was sold for charity. Um, so this, you know, this show is kind of, it's invaded the you know the the zeitgeist if you like, and um, I'm extremely happy about this. Last time I checked, it was the highest rated show on IMDb, uh, beating Planet Earth, which was second, and The Wire that was third. Um, so, wow! So um, yeah, it's outstanding. It's just really really funny. Um, I haven't met anyone who doesn't like it yet. I've met some people who like it a lot more than others, but um, I would recommend it because, it, as I said, it's just. The imagination that goes into it is just out of this world. It's brilliant. Has anyone else watched it at all? No, but this sounds perfect. I've watched watch the first time. I, I want it. to watch it. Um, they're all on Netflix, um, yeah. and they're actually the newest season is showing uh, week by week on Netflix as well. Okay. I watched the first couple of episodes. I think possibly when it started a few years ago, and I didn't. I didn't get into it, but I did enjoy it, and I. I would like. I think I'm going to get into it now because everyone keeps going on about it. Um. It's not that much of it, is there? Um, um, well, it's it's on its third season now, and I think. Yeah, but there are only like six episodes, aren't there? Um, well, is that wrong? I think the episodes are just short, aren't they? They're like uh, twenty minutes. Like That's twenty minutes, done. thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, how many are there? Uh, let's I think find out. Eleven per season. Someone tell Cable oh, right. how many there are. It, yeah, <laughs> I just want. I just want. Please yeah. tell Cable how many. There tell are. me. Yeah, <laughs> there, there is eleven per season. Eleven per season. Yeah. Hmm. That's what Nicky was telling me. He's well oh, right. informed. That's still not that many. <laughs> yeah, and they're only about 20, you know, maybe 30 minutes long max. Uh, so yeah, cool. it, it won't take you long to catch up, but um, I think you'll enjoy it. Sounds good. Watching Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, that's mine and PH's evening time. What are you watching Game of after, Thrones? After Game of Thrones. After Game of Thrones. Or maybe we'll yeah. be not allowed to spoil Maybe we'll spoil. be too exhausted after Game of Thrones to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> not after Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> right, so uh, we're going to move on to the big... The big thing. The big reveal. The big reveal. Uh, Game of Thrones. Talking of catching up. Um, well. Uh, 
Uh, I've been watching Game of Thrones. Something I never thought I'd never hear on this podcast. Clive's, um, in, Clive's in, finally yeah. succumbed. He's crumbled. How many I've years crumbled. has it been? I don't know, about eight. How many times <laughs> have you queefed about Game of, Th- Game of Thrones watches? Well, I'm about to queef about well, it. Well, yeah, but you are watching it. You are one of us now. I'm one of you. I hate, I hate you've broken one of your core life <laughs> principles, haven't you? Yeah, I hate myself for it every day, but... One of us. One of us. <laughs> Clive, just, Clive just couldn't resist after playing Game of Thrones Risk. <laughs> that was it, yeah. Well, you're, you're actually, right. that was... Funnily enough, that was what made me start watching it, because I really like maps. And there was a big, <laughs> there was a big map you, you on the game. You got into it like, in a very kind of idiosyncratic way, I think. Yeah, I was like, well, it's got a, it's got a nice map. Shit, you were shit at it. <laughs> Well, actually, I came second in the second game. Well, so. Yeah, Clive improved. Although the general, the general tactic was just everyone attack me. <laughs> it's all right and when then, he wants and they're not playing again. And, so then, you're so, and then someone yeah, just exactly. like, swept up the match. Quick, where you're ahead. There is. <laughs> I haven't played Game of Thrones Risk, but there is a really good um, Game of Thrones um, kind of strategy game, which is kind of a lot like Risk, but I would say better. Um, but it's, it, it's licensed on the books rather than the show, though. Certainly, if you like okay. Risk, it might be worth checking out. Me and my friends have played it quite a lot. Um, oh, okay. Worth cool. looking into, anyway. What's yeah. it called? Sounds good. Um, it's just called Game of Thrones, the board game, I think. Oh, okay. Awesome. Oh. Nice and simple. Original. Does, yeah, anyone, <laughs> does anyone want to plug Game of Thrones Monopoly? <laughs> Oh, well, how, about yeah. the game of, how about the Game of Thrones dildo we found today? <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. I was going to go into my summary, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, <laughs> talk about the dildo instead. Can we post a picture on Instagram and stick around? <laughs> winter, <laughs> winter, is, winter is coming, no. Alex Wayne. Imagine, <laughs> oh, imagine no. how that's spelled. No. No. <laughs> it's, it's, what sword is it? Is it John Snow's John sword? Snow sword, yeah. But with a dildo on the end. <laughs> <laughs> Is it modelled on Greyjoy's penis? Oh, God. Anyway, so that's right. there. Um, <laughs> so, okay, right. I'll, I'll, so there's, I think we're not going to spoil the season seven, are we? No. So I'm going to no. talk a little bit. I'm going to mention a few things. If you've not, I'm currently on season four, episode four, I think. So if you haven't watched stuff before that, I suggest maybe skipping ahead at this point. <laughs> I will uh, put in the notes when. It'll probably be like a few minutes. I'm just going to... I'm just going to talk, and I think some bits are better if oh, I mention. He's got, he's got notes for this. If I mention a specific plot point, only because I didn't that's want to because, forget. That's because really. of how how passionate he is about Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I am just really passionate. So yeah. Anyway, I've, I've mentioned before. I've watched season one before, so that was kind of a rewatch. But I got into it more. I I really enjoyed season one mainly because it was like getting into all the characters and all the different areas, and I was like, yeah, and I was you know imagining it on the map in my head, getting all excited about them being on a map. Um, so that was good. So I really enjoyed season one. A uh, little bit disappointed when Ned got his head chopped off because he was one of the only characters I liked. Well, it's been uh, isn't it? you know, Sean Bean. But uh, yeah, Sean Bean, the Sheffield connection. Um, season two uh, was boring for the first five episodes or so. <laughs> Stannis. I wish Stannis would just yeah. fuck off. Well, I hate he's, so much. he's so boring. <laughs> he's like, oh Didn't god, like own, half the show was Stannis, and he's so. Boring, though, yeah, everyone says he's, he's never boring. done anything exciting in his life. And he's just like, he just, I don't know, he's boring. And then that stupid woman who, like, worships light or some shit, <laughs> she, like, comes in. Yeah, she's and hot. she's like, banging bard. I don't, I wasn't, she's that boring, I wasn't attracted. And she just keeps going on about this Lord of Light. We've like, discussed in the past who the most attractive ge- woman on Game of Thrones is. And uh, I think I definitely suggested her. Alex I Wayne think, uh, definitely yeah. suggested Miss Sande. 
Her boringness yeah, and annoyingness incredible. definitely contrasts. So yeah, I didn't like the first five episodes. Way too much Stannis. Although I did, I kept watching it because I knew it was building up to a big battle, which everyone likes a good big battle. <laughs> um, so I was like, just hurry up and attack the bloody city, Stannis, because all this talking and uh, there's far too much like, oh, I'm going to get an alliance with this guy in this house and this. And I'm like, I don't care. Just fucking <laughs> attack the town. Get on with it. I'm getting a bit fed up with big battles, if I'm honest. Um, this, so... is, this is why Clive fails at risk. <laughs> <laughs> he's too so yeah, then the climax of season two was pretty good. Um, yeah, I got the big battle that I've been crying out for. Um, it was, I'd say, it was just about worth it to go through those episodes. For, for those of us Stanley's who haven't week. watched season two for some time, can you remind us what the big battle is? Um, it's the Battle of Blackwater, where uh, you know Tyrion essentially saves the day, but yeah. gets no credit for it because everyone else is shit. It's, it's got Tyrion. good hound moments, though. Yeah, he is. Um, he also has good hound mo- Hound's good, yeah. Tyrion's a ledge. I love Tyrion. Doesn't the, doesn't the hound just walk off? He gets yeah. fed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He's brilliant. Um, the other thing about season two, you've reminded me, is um, I think it just focused far too much, not just Stannis. I do have a particular hatred of Stannis. It's only because he's not. <laughs> it's okay, his own more brother boring. hated him. It's fine. <laughs> he's not that much more boring than some of the other characters. He's just given loads of screen time, which he doesn't warrant. Uh, particularly in season two, but Davos like is in it though, isn't he? Yeah, but Clive yeah, Davos, Davos at that point was you don't like Davos he was boring either. as well. He's just I like about Davos. Davos has become interesting now, but in season two, he's just as boring as Stannis. Um, season three, uh, this is <laughs> here we go. Here comes um, season three. I did not like any of it really. Um, <laughs> it wasn't really building to anything, which is Clive, the thing that kept me going. What in happened season in two? Well, what, the what were the storylines? Um, uh, well, fuck. Fuck all, really. Tyrion was <laughs> Tyrion was being interested. There's bugger all happening, and then suddenly, like a wedding happened where loads of people got massacred. Okay, yeah, that's that was basically that's, the season. That's probably probably the most flippant summary of the red wedding I've ever seen. Ever heard. the wedding, and I, I was I was all excited. Some wedding for, where uh, everyone died. <laughs> How yeah, boring! That was, that, it wasn't what I was expecting. I was like. Everyone was like, oh, there's something amazing happening. And I was, Daenerys was like a- approaching the city and I was like, she's going to attack this city and there's going to be a big battle. Didn't even show the battle. Yeah, but it was shocking, right? But it like, was like so Whoa. many major characters All died. All people died. Yeah, but I, I, I wasn't shocked because it started and it was, was like, oh, he's gone, he's gone into the house of the uh, Frey and <laughs> he's not married his children. So clearly this guy hates him and he's obviously like you know he was being remotely nice but i could see through his eyes so you predicted he, it yeah i knew they were all going to get killed well i didn't know they were all i thought maybe some would escape but i was like this isn't going to go well they're all in their house uh something's going to happen here and then oh lo and behold it happened and i was like <laughs> and then it was just like really brutal constantly and it i was just was, like yeah. it, when uh when thingy got her throat slit i literally laughed because i was just <laughs> like it's just i don't know it crossed that line of being like where it just got ridiculous um, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't really like season three at all. Thankfully, season four has started really well, so I'm, I'm positive. Yeah, one of the best it, Game of Thrones scenes is in that first. Yeah, episode of I think it's four. the best Game of Thrones scene. Uh, yeah. yeah, where Thingy really wants some chicken and massacres <laughs> loads of people. For it, <laughs> yeah. Which that calls people a cunt. See that that's a massacre I can get down with. <laughs> but that red wedding shite. I thought I, uh, I like the red wedding. Yeah, see, no, it, see, it was fine, but it wasn't worth a whole season of me being bored. <laughs> see, whereas. <laughs> I see. I think the Red Wedding's an example of the kind of evil streak that Game of Thrones needs that has perhaps been missing in this season. Yeah, exactly. It was evil, but I just thought it was like, oh wait, we've been. Uh, I don't know. And obviously, it's based on the books. So That's back when it was still true, constantly but, surprising me. But it felt like, uh, oh, we've not really had much happen. Shit. 
let's uh, just kill off three people at once in a wedding. Yeah, but maybe, maybe, maybe the problem for Clive is that because, you know, like that's series three and obviously now it's series seven and everyone who he's been talking to has been saying, oh, I keep watching it though because something amazing happens. And then... <laughs> yeah, and then it's probably not massive, as amazing as I'm expecting. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, yeah, it yeah. definitely doesn't help, yeah. No. Because I think if I hadn't been expecting... But I was really saying that to you because you were like, oh, I'm going to give up now, I'm going to give up now. <laughs> Well, I'm glad oh, so I is, season is there four. Is someone cable? Well, it's partly me. It's should, other should, we, should we put a, a name? <laughs> it's cable and other people. But um, <laughs> season, season four started really well, and I, I'm interested in like the dragon thing. But it's just a bit, it's just a bit slow. But this is the problem I have with most TV shows. Like it's gonna, it's gonna take up to season eight, isn't it? Before these fucking dragons are big enough to attack anything. Well, well, no well you know, who knows, Clive? I've seen, I've seen a clip of a dragon attacking something, so I was like, oh, right, it's finally happening. Uh, <laughs> you have to ignore so social media nowadays. You've only got to wait seven years for them to grow up. But, yeah, so it's just a bit slow and meandering at points. But this, I am liking this season because there's been, every episode there's been something that's happened that's been like, oh, that's interesting. What, and what Joffrey died, and I was just like, fuck yes, because oh. he was doing my head in. <laughs> uh, he was, but he was... Yeah, I hate Cersei as well, but hopefully she dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, don't you're you supposed lo- to hate her though, Clive? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't you? No, yeah, that's, that doesn't make me. That doesn't make we've me. Had like the, the we've fact had I hate a him. massive rant about Cersei before, <laughs> where Clive thinks she. Clive thinks she's the most unbelievable character that, that there is, and I think she's. I think the complete opposite. <laughs> I just think she's a bit shit. But um, didn't you say that like I prefer Joffrey because at least he was believable because he's just. Didn't you think that she's not? Didn't you say she's not believable? You don't think there's anybody who's as that evil and doesn't she's done like a, now and again in the first three seasons yeah but the, this season she's actually done a couple of things where I've been like oh so she does that now and again isn't just a complete cunt but the first three <laughs> okay. seasons literally every scene she was just being a cunt and I was okay. like this is slightly unrealistic you, you're building um, up to a nice a bit there then that you'll enjoy in the next few seasons I imagine <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm optimistic. Uh, I'm optimistic now because I am enjoying. Stick season with four. it, Clive. Wait till the end of season four. It's gonna <laughs> Actually, be amazing. What you've really said is that. Go on, go on uh, Paul. Go on, sorry. Go on. No, I was just gonna say what you've what you've actually said is that it, you you're probably gonna reach the same conclusion you had before you started watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what the day. You, you, you wish you'd never watched it. <laughs> No, I don't think... I mean, I would like the 10 hours of my life of season three back, but <laughs> the rest of it I've definitely enjoyed. How, much, how much White Walker stuff it. is in series three? Like, one White Minimal. Walker appears and, mm. like, and thingy stabs Cause, him. Because I, I still yeah. think that the White Walkers are the most interesting thing about Game of Thrones. And I've always thought that from the very first episode. That's another thing as well. It's like... First season, the White Walkers are coming. Now the first ones appeared in season three. No, they weren't. They weren't really coming though, were they? They were just sort of like wandering about in the forest. (laughs) But they were. Well, people were going on about them coming. They were like, yeah, but people always go on about them though. But people don't believe them. It's like a fairy. It's like a fairy story. But anyway, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. So you know, I don't want to. I just. I think we should. I think we should have. I think we should talk about the White Walkers. I just wanted to give a a, more uh, honest opinion of the fact that I didn't enjoy it. I think they're criminally underused actually in the series. Uh, No, I don't know. I think that the fact that they are hardly used makes them more interesting. Well, wait till you watch the episode you're about to watch. One of my (laughs) queef about Game of Thrones is, oh yeah, the yeah the White Walkers are just sat there watching, (laughs) like the whole thing about going on about time and you know like linear and everything else. That is my. That is my pet hate about Game of Thrones, Queef. What's that? People saying, like, oh, yeah, what are the White Walkers doing? They're just sat there watching. Or, oh, yeah. oh, oh, she got there quick, didn't she? 
Um, yeah, no comment. Yeah. But I, I think <laughs> okay, a lot of the, <laughs> no a lot of the things about it being yeah. slow are just my general <laughs> problems with TV. I don't want to say spoilers, Josh. That's why I'm not commenting. <laughs> However, this is further than I've ever got in any TV show, so except yeah. for Walking Dead, but that's only because I've got you to forced it, to watch it more or less. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whereas this, I've actually watched on my own, so I think I deserve a round of applause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, enjoy, enjoying it. I do. I really like the world at which I've gone on, and I do really want to know what happens. And I still, the main reason I got into it, which is the big world and the map. Bloody love the map. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that still holds. So is the opening um, credits your favourite bit then, Clive? Um, <laughs> of every episode. Pretty much, yeah. I, might as well, I should have probably just. I should have just Clive, turned what, it off. What do you think that. your opinion will be if, like, at a certain point, it's um, people start going from one end of the map to the other end of the map, like, really quickly? It's really <laughs> unbelievable. I think I, I think I'd prefer that if that something actually happens. Yeah, but you don't know how quickly it's going. <laughs> oh, I'm not going no. there. It's not necessarily <laughs> linear. Start winding him up. <laughs> I think the problem is that they're being too realistic here. And it's just like, in realistic yeah, life, dragons nothing, are real. nothing happens. So they're just like, oh, we're going to have an entire <laughs> season with nothing happening. Well, I thought they were wild dragons. Anyway. That's a ridiculous Oh, well, yeah, ridiculous because they don't have the right legs. <laughs> <laughs> Who, dragons? They're, they're not actual dragons, they're wyverns. They dragons have... Who cares? Dragons have arms... Well, front front legs, back legs, and wings. Yeah, they've, they've got the, the mythical creature wrong. Did you know that also zombies? Uh, what about in this world? They're called dragons. Deal with it. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Care so, about yeah. That, anyway, <laughs> go on, Josh. What were you saying? I was just going to queef about how <laughs> the zombies are too. I think we should define this word queef that we're saying. Yeah, it, it seems to be happening every other sentence, and I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, we need. You're to, trying to force it, aren't you? It, it feels like, has anyone ever seen yeah. Mean Girls? <laughs> and no, queef yeah. is queef is well established. It just basically means vocabulary, like complaining and carrying on and just being like, do you know what a queef is? Yeah, it's like a funny fart, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so oh, basically, right. it's just like you're just farting on. <laughs> okay. So it's like if you're um, complaining about something endlessly. Yeah, yeah we take yeah. quite a lot, and it's, it's entered the podcast vocabulary today. <laughs> Stop trying to make queef happen. <laughs> should, we, should we talk about season seven like yeah, generally talk yeah, about generally okay. now um, well I'll start by saying that I, I, despite you know what's more or less been negative comments from me so far I have still really <laughs> enjoyed it um, it's still be, oh, still one of the best shows on TV in terms of spectacle and yeah. uh, characterisation I just think this season it's lost a little bit of its mean streak and I'm going to risk, you know, winding up uh, Josh here, but I do have a little <laughs> bit of a problem with armies moving places in hours or, um, I don't know. Um, I mean, for instance, this season, without going into any details, has featured incredible battle scene. Um, one of the best they've ever done. Um, the yeah. best. The best, I would like to say. And the tension Ooh. in that battle I think scene so. is I think so as well. incredible as well. Yeah, I mean, I think this season's got a lot right, and it's incre- It's still must-see TV. I just think one or two plot points seemed a little bit contrived. It's hard to yeah. it's hard to go over it without actually talking about it properly, but it feels like some things are happening simply for something else to happen, yeah. which sounds ridiculous when I'm saying it or, like that. Or but... to sort of like just no, like please sense. the fans, which I think that actually Game of Thrones, especially in the books, has never that it's that's never been one of its motives. You know, like, but you know, like even. Um, uh, you know when um, Davos met that certain person in 
in one of the recent yeah. episodes, yeah. and he said, "Oh, I thought you'd still be rowing," which is just like reference to a meme that's been yeah. going around the internet for however long. <laughs> yeah, like the only that, that's kind of a spoiler, but never mind. The, the only time that the <laughs> well, only not time... really. It is for Clive. The only time... But never mind, Karen. The only time that fan... Ser- Davos is still alive! Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> the only time that fan service like that has ever worked is in Snakes on a Plane. That was just going to be a, sh- a shitty B-movie until somebody made a parody about, you know, I've had it with these yeah. motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> and then that made it into the film. That's great, but uh, every other bit of fan service ever has been shit. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but oh, no, whoa. I... I'll- we need to mark this moment, though, because I think this is the first time you've ever agreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the first time he's said something negative about Game of Thrones as well. Um, Maybe. There's definitely other things. Well, to be fair, most of you rarely said anything negative about it, which is why I wanted to counteract by <laughs> wiping out an entire season. I think, I'm, I think I'm in the same boat as you, uh, Al. But I, I, I'm, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and like every episode I'm like, wow, this is amazing. But then I've been thinking back on it, and I think... I just think they've they've cut down the amount of episodes, and they're trying to cram more into that the ep- and more into the small amount of episodes, and they are sort of just like doing all the things which people expect, and there's no sort of like I don't expect them to do anything now, which is going to shock me. And yeah, hmm. I I just think yeah, it's it's been really good, and I think they cut down the episodes because they had to spend so much money on certain things in the episodes. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, when you actually add up the running times. They haven't cut as much as people think. I think they've cut about no, no. about one and a half episodes, which, you know, is a loss, but still not as huge. But um, but I feel like yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, so I think realistically, it's still been a good season. And if this last episode is as good as I, I've got a feeling it's going to be, um, then I'll all is forgiven basically. Um, yeah. But I, you know, it, it, I I still can't wait. It's you know Monday morning. I always get up early to watch it before work. Uh, I, I I sort of feel like there's been loads and loads of things which could have sort of been the biggest part of an episode, but they sort of crammed like five or six of them into each episode, and it sort of, they, it sort of made them lose their impact. Like people people meeting up who haven't met for seasons, um, things being revealed which have been like hinted for seasons and stuff like that, and it's they've all sort of been crammed together. And each one I was like, oh, that's really cool, and then like the next one came along five minutes later, and then the next one. And mm. is it maybe because the pace has usually been slow that now that's like this? It's because I've heard, I've actually like there's a couple of people on my uh, Twitter have said the opposite thing. Have said like that they're preferring this season because it's more concise and yeah. just getting to the point. I mean, in some ways, <laughs> I would say that I do prefer that, and it's like it is jam packed and it's action packed and it's really mm. good TV. But then but looking back on it, it feels like it's diluting yeah. the sort of the rest. What of made Game of Thrones Game of Thrones? Yeah, it probably feels different. Yeah, too different to the rest of it. You can see that. Because, like, for me, that'll probably be good. Yeah, I think you might like it, to be honest. too, like, meandering at points, and there's too many episodes where I just get to the end, and I'm like, well, I don't really feel like I've, I've watched an hour and nothing's really happened. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like maybe every episode has been, like, the best episode, and every episode has had five or six things which could have been the best, best part of the episode, mm. which is really good, but it's sort of, I don't know. It's almost too much. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Any any thoughts, Paul? You're our guest guest star today. <laughs> on on this season. Uh, yeah, this season. Yeah. Without going into any big Without detail. It's it's just been. I think it's just been a great watch. I mean, I came into this a little bit later than Cable and Josh, and probably you are. Um, 
but now I'm really, I'm really into it. And again, like others have said, it's a, it's a Monday treat for me other than this week. And I think that's probably one of its best, one of its best selling points. It's, it seems to have captured everybody's imagination, really. Even people who you wouldn't think necessarily were interested in that sort of, that sort of show, that kind of medieval-y, adventure-y kind of Sean Beanie, Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Yeah, I I can see that. Um, I yeah, mean, that, that's. It, it, it yeah, does, I it, mean, like, how many programs would you get up at, like, however early in the morning to watch? <laughs> because I would for Game of Thrones, and there's probably nothing. I mean, I, I don't watch as much TV as you do, uh, Alex. But no, um, nobody else does. Trust but, me. But <laughs> there were there were no other shows that I would get up at like two in the morning to watch. But I would get up and watch Game of Thrones. Oh. Uh, just to be clear, I haven't been getting up at two in the morning, but um... <laughs> no, I know, but that's yeah. what time it's on. In this he's, he's still up at two um, in the morning that, watching another show. If if that was <laughs> like the only choice, if the only choice was you getting up at two, you have to get up at two to watch this program. Then I would do it. And there one, is, one of the things which I zero of programs that I would do that for. One one of the things I used to love about it is the hype around it and the fact that every Monday or every Monday I watch it and every Tuesday I talk about it to like loads of different people and like it's. And look on the yeah. on the internet and read yeah. all these things about it, and I still really enjoy that. And that's I think that's with that with Game of Thrones, that's the biggest show which has well, it has that biggest effect on it. It brings me lots of people different. In. It brings lots of different people together. I mean, I talk about it to you guys I, when I go into work. I talk about it to my boss. Yeah. You know, I talk about it to my colleagues. Um, it, it it's it's strange, really, uh, in that respect that it just seems to have um, captured everybody's imagination. I think it. I think it's. Easy to say that it's the biggest TV show that's ever been. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, probably I would is, say. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And uh, you're actually saying an interesting point there because um, I've experienced it differently because I'm watching it now without the breaks in between and mm-hmm. like no one really talking about the bit that I'm specifically on. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's why I've got different opinions of certain things. But you're getting like because I know get like when I'm at the start of season three, I know that the end of season three is already there for me to watch. I'm more annoyed when it's a bit slow, I think. <laughs> Whereas if you're probably watching it on a weekly basis, it probably bothers you less. I don't know. But <laughs> I'll find out, because I'll be caught up by the last season, I'm sure. So I'll find out what that's like. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to catch up before this last episode. <laughs> that would be an impressive <laughs> That would be impressive. That's Clive's, that's Clive's target. That's your <laughs> to, to be caught up by Monday. You? So you've got your bank no, holiday I'd... ruined by Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> you've got like three and a half seasons to watch. Yeah, by Monday <laughs> not gonna happen. get to it <laughs> <laughs> get on it but yeah I'm enjoying it there's loads of um, it's the seasons I enjoy are the ones where the the more percentage of the episodes is focused on characters I care about <laughs> and I think that was the issues with certain bits of two and three it was just, there was too many characters I didn't really care about or hated or, but I don't about... even mind like because Joffrey at least he was ent- I hated him but he was entertaining can you talk about some <laughs> of the other characters that you do and don't, don't like uh, yeah sure <laughs> I, I, I like um, Arya um, I liked Ned when he, obviously he was killed but um, I like the Hound he's uh, coming to his own now good top character my, my favourite character is Tyrion probably by a fair a fair stretch I really like him um, who else what other characters are there Jon Snow Jon Snow I've sort of Middling on, he's all right. 
You don't like but Littlefinger or Varys, do you? Littlefinger and Varys do my head in. I don't like the way they talk. It annoys <laughs> Particularly Littlefinger's got this really annoying But that's his, that's his voice. I, I get I it, but it's still annoying. Oh, yeah, it's a like strange... Just, uh, it's just, just like talking it's a bit all over the place, isn't it? Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I suppose. Good actor. It's too, like... Wandering actor. There's a, there's, there's a word that I'm thinking of. Um, contrived. It seems too contrived. Don't you, you don't um, like Varys' voice, do you? But his is less. His is more believable, I think. <laughs> Varys is one of my like, favourite characters. I like Varys. Like, yeah, I don't mind Varys. He's quite interesting. Who else is there? Um, Give him a thumbs up or thumbs down. Daenerys. I, I like Daenerys. Uh, yeah, I like... Uh, Hold on. I like Bronn, the uh, Tyrion's. Oh, Bronn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what a fella. Bronn, uh, sort of, again, is a bit of a nobody. No, I quite like his little band of uh, travellers, yeah, but they're not that. Yeah, that's a good storyline. I don't like them as much as um, Arya, and uh, I like uh, Brienne, and Jamie Lannister has grown on me. Clive, I think it's pronounced Arya. Oh, yeah, Arya, yeah, Arya. Yeah, <laughs> Arya. Just to be pedantic. Be pedantic. Uh, Arya. <laughs> I like her. Um, what about Sansa? Sansa, no. I've never really been a fan of Sansa. She's, she's, I'm a bit around. more of a fan of her now. Yeah, but. you will be. I can't believe that my Game of Thrones husband is... Um, <laughs> What's he called? <laughs> the faceless man guy. What's he I called? I think mine was Jack, Carl Drogo. Jack, yeah. I'd like it to be Carl Drogo. Look, this is this is an qu- online quiz, by the way. I'm not right. actually married to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Al, who would your um, Game of Thrones husband well, be? He has to do the quiz. Um, Maybe well, he's no, got to pick it. I'll do the who, quiz. Who but... would you want it to be? Um, <laughs> The Hound. I reckon he'd destroy me. <laughs> You'd want the Hound <laughs> as your husband? We're not talking about being destroyed. I hope that as long as you were good at cooking chicken, you'd probably be all right. <laughs> yeah, if you d- if you couldn't cook him chicken, you'd definitely not be all right. <laughs> Who did you guys get? I uh, think mine was either Cal Dr- I think mine was Cal Dragon. I think Paul's was Jamie Lannister. Yeah, it was. Yeah. One of you got Tyrion, didn't you? No, I wanted Tyrion. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, I'd take Tyrion. He treat he treat <laughs> <it> right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... so yeah, that's the that's the Game of Thrones talk. Yeah. Next episode will be a uh, spoiling season seven. Yeah, we'll, it'll be the end. I'll go into more detail about criticisms or yeah. all things that were great um definitely um yeah what remains to be seen is um pa- paul as, as a guest star uh, of this episode um could you please tell me the time uh, the time right now is 2158 <laughs> no no I, I i think i think you're wrong paul do you want to check again on your watch <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, hang on, let me just, I'm, I'll I'm help him out. I'm reliably informed that it's plug time. <laughs> Go for you it, what? Clive. It's what? It's what? Plug what time. It? Plug time. <laughs> it's plug time! At stickaroundpodcast.com <laughs> on internet. Yeah. Uh, slash stickaroundpodcast, Facebook, at st- I've already said Twitter. Uh, slash stick around on Patreon if you want to throw some money our way and fund our hosting costs. <sighs> slash stick around podcast on Instagram if you want to look at pictures of Michael's head looking like a snail. He's not here today, but send us a raven. Uh, yeah, send us a it's raven. Than any, than any of the above. That's the other thing that I'm really impressed that <laughs> you know if I was going to be pedantic, I'd be like, why are these ravens so good? <laughs> are ravens are historically good at getting to places. No, yeah, but no. Be- pigeons than... would be more realistic. Yeah, yeah but zombies than... and dragons don't historically <laughs> exist either. <laughs> also, um, the ravens move far too fast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, super yeah. super unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> and they always, how do they know a person? 
I don't understand how it. I suppose that if you can train a pigeon, you can probably train a raven because pigeons are pretty stupid. But like, how's a raven up north going to be like? Oh yeah, I know who Stannis Baratheon is. (laughs) (laughs) They send it to a place. This is quite specific. Yeah, but remember that there was a pigeon in the First World War who got a medal for how good he was. If I was a raven, I'd have just flown straight into Stannis Baratheon's eyes. This is quite. This is quite specifically targeted beef, though. Yeah, yeah, beefing about the ravens. Your your beef about birds delivering mail is historically inaccurate. (laughs) My beef is, you know, satire. I have no I have no beef with the ravens, but I do hate Stannis. Uh, Where was I? Email stickaroundpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email and tell us that you love us or that you hate us or what we could improve. Uh, all that, that kind of stuff. Got sent a photo of poo? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the only emails we've had was a picture of poo, um, which I'd prefer some constructive criticism. Wait, who said that? <laughs> um, it was actually one of our panellists. <laughs> David Peeling sent us a picture of poo. Because that is a, that's the final taboo. No, the final taboo is sending actual poo. Oh, yeah. You don't give out addresses, so which hasn't yeah. happened yet. Um, someone yeah. someone give out close postal address. <laughs> well, I'm about to move, so as long as you send it, yeah. <laughs> the unsuspecting girl who's moving in will get <laughs> pooing enough. <laughs> <laughs> which would be pretty funny. This has gone back downhill very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's uh, somebody's cranking out the uh, the walking stick to drag us off stage. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh dear. We'll be back next with what is it? L next? Is it back to films? I, bl- I believe it's films. Music. Yeah. I believe it's, like it's done music in a while. It's musical films. I'm not sure which. Cool. Uh, we'll we'll find out. Something will be happening next. It'll be a surprise. A surprise for everyone. Yeah. Not sure. like Game of Thrones for everyone involved um, yeah thanks for listening you've been wonderful thanks everyone here for uh, being here thanks especially Paul for being our special guest we're, uh, we're going to go off now it's been a pleasure actually and uh, we're going to go off and, and watch this episode of Game of Thrones and get up to date exciting how was your calzone? Uh, it was delicious actually yeah, yeah. Oh, I want a calzone new, new uh, provider of calzone for Paul <laughs> Kebabish. Well, where's it from? Kebabish. Kebabish, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's a bit like a kebab. There's two in Sheffield, aren't there? Is there? Yeah. What, Kebabish is a chain? Well, there's two in sounds, Sheffield. Sounds like it. Or maybe it's just a really common name. Alex Wayne, Alex Wayne have you seen a Kebabish in your area? No, I've, I've seen I've seen the one in one of the ones in Sheffield. I've, I've been there before, but um, no, not in this area, now. Missing out. Right. Maybe I'll go and get one from Kebabish now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Right, bye everyone. <laughs> bye. 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 Stick around. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> What's that dragon noise? Dracarys. Dracarys. Thank you all for listening. Rest assured that you have found. The best podcast in the universe It's Stick Around